0: the East Coast and the sunny shores of South Carolina, welcome to Dark Reality. We'll be discussing the unknown from cryptoids to conspiracy theories and unusual happenings. I'm your host, John Ringo. Welcome to Dark Realities. Every Halloween, Texas gets ready for trick-or-treat by stocking up on candy, setting out pumpkins, and touching up the Halloween decorations. But if you've ever heard the stories of one terrifying folk phenomenon, you might be worried of certain trick-or-treaters, the black-eyed kids. Good evening everybody, this is John Ringo, welcome to Dark Reality. There are dozens of stories circulating, each of them separate instances, not just occurring on Halloween, but all of them follow a very similar pattern. Kids with completely blacked out eyes arrive at someone's home or outside their vehicle knock on their door and then insist upon being let inside anyone who encounters them almost immediately begin to feel an overwhelming sense of dread Besides black eyed kids, these children, usually between the ages of 6 and 16, typically appear normal. Sometimes their clothing is outdated. In extreme unusual instances, people have reported talon like feet. Overall, They look just like normal kids. In a way, that's what is so scary about them. While it may not be the earliest sighting of all time, the earliest reported sighting was in 1996 by Brian Bethel a journalist from Abilene, Texas. In Bethel's report, he described a late evening out in his vehicle. He had stopped in a parking lot near a movie theater simply to write out a check to pay a bill that he forgot about. While he was filling out the check, he noticed two young boys approaching his car. He didn't notice them until the older boy the older boy tapped on the driver's side window. Bethel rolled down his window slightly and noticed immediately a soul wrecking fear, though he couldn't understand why. The older boy said that he and his brother wanted to catch a movie, but had forgotten their money at home. Could Bethel give them a ride? Hmm. They assured him it wouldn't take long. They were just two kids, and that they didn't have a gun or anything. Bethel filed the assurances unnerving and noticed that the last showing of the film they wanted to see had already started and would be nearly over by the time he could drive them home and get them back. In his recount of the incident, he stated that when he broke eye contact with them, His fear became all-encompassing. And it wasn't until he broke eye contact that their eyes became completely blacked out. The older boy began to get frustrated when Bethel made excuses for not giving them a ride. He also stated that they cannot get into the car Unless Bethel said it was okay, unless they were invited. After that, Bethel tore out of the parking lot. To this day, he still stay, stands by his story. It's easy to disbelieve Bethel's story. The internet has made growing new legends relatively easy with sites like Creepypasta and The Sub-Ridit. Both the stories, both have stories about the Black-Eyed Kids. However, Bethel's story predates these websites It wasn't until the story became more widely known that lots of folks became aware and came forward with their own black-eyed kids' encounters. Some of them take place in Texas. There's a couple of stories dating back to 1974 and even 1950 in other countries. They became such in a, a popular phenomenon, whether real or purely web-based, that a movie came out about them in 2015. Supposedly, the kids are more like, likely to approach people who already know about them. So on Halloween, as the trick-or-treaters wander by your doorway keep an eye out for soulless black eyes and that feeling of dread and if you happen to have an encounter with one of those outworldly children don't let them into your house it could become costume contact but it's better to be safe, then tricked. Some have called it a supernatural place. Others have deemed it cursed. Terry Sherman got so spooked by the happenings on his new cattle ranch that 18 months later, after moving him and his family of four to the property known as Skinwalker Ranch, located in northeastern Utah. He sold the 512-acre parcel away. Welcome to dark reality. Of course, I'm speaking of how Skinwalker Ranch became a hotbed of paranormal activity. He and his wife, Gwen, shared their chilling experiences with a local reporter, June 1996. They've seen mysterious crop circles, the Shermans said, and UFOs, and the systemic and repeated mutilation of their cattle in a very odd, surgical, and bloodless manner. Within three months of the story's publication, Las Vegas real estate magnate and UFO enthusiast Robert Bigelow bought the property for a cool $200,000. Under the name of the National Institute for Discovery Science, Bigelow set up a round-the-clock surveillance of the ranch hoping to get to the bottom of the paranormal claims. But while the surveillance yield a book called Hunt for the Skinwalker, science confronts the unexpected at a remote ranch in Utah in which several of the researchers claim to have seen paranormal activity. They were unable to capture any meaningful physical evidence supporting the Shermans' incredible stories. The ranch was resold to Adamantism Real Estate, which was since applied to trademark the name Skinwalker Ranch. Had the Shermans been lying about what they saw, hmm, are under the spell of a collective delusion. Without evidence, the stories they told are difficult to believe, but they're hardly unique. The Unabasin of eastern Utah has been such a hotbed of para- paranormal activity and sightings over the years that some extraterrestrial Enthusiasts have deemed it UFO Alley. You can't throw a rock in southern Utah without hitting somebody who's been abducted. Local filmmaker Trent Harris, who worked for the Discreet News, said that indeed, according to Hunt for the Skinwalker, Odd objects have been spotted overhead since the first European explorers arrived. In 1776, Franciscan missionary Sylvester Valdez de Alcante wrote about strange fireballs appearing over his campfire located in El Rey. Before the Europeans, of course, there were indigenous peoples, the Indians of the area occupied the Utah bases. Today, Skinwalker Ranch abutes the Unahaw and Ourway Indian reservations of the Utah tribe. This is where Sherman was seeing things that nearby Native Americans had taken note of for centuries. Not everything the Shermans saw on the ranch was sky, sky-born UFOs. They also claimed to see mysterious large animals. Most notable, the wolf, three times the size of a normal wolf that Terry shot at close range multiple times with a rifle, seemingly to no effect. Then on the night of March 12, 1997, after the ranch had been sold off, biochemist Cullum Kellier worked with Bigelow's National Institute for Discovery Science. Claiming to see a large humanoid creature spying on the research team from a tree. He had detailed this story in a book called The Hunt for the Skinwalker. The creature was approximately 50 yards away, watching the team safely while he was perched in a 20 foot tree nearby. The large creature that lay motionless, about casually, in the tree, said Kellyer. The only indication of the beast's presence was the penetrating yellow eyes that were stared fixedly back into the light. After Kellier fired at the creature, it disappeared. It was then that I saw it. A single, obvious, oval track about six inches in diameter, embedded deeply in the patch of snow. It looked unusual. A single large print in the snow with two sharp claws protruding from the rear of the mark going a couple of inches deeper. It almost looked like a bird of prey. Maybe it was, or a reptoid. But huge, from the depth of the print, very heavy creature. Repeated sightings. Of a humanoid creature had led some to invoke the name Skinwalker, a shape-shifting creature from Navajo tribal folklore. Among the Navajo, Skinwalkers are like werewolves, evil witches who can transform themselves into creatures of their choosing. But Sherman's family, the family ranch, was 400 miles north of Navajo Nation. It was next to the Ute Territory. And when the Utes and the Navajo did cross paths, it was an acrimonious relationship explained by a historian named Sandra Jones. Sandra was the author of a book called Being and Becoming Ute. It was not friendly, Jones said. The Navajo were more aggressive people. They took slaves. They had Ute slaves. And there was direct conflict when the Navajo attempted to move up into the Ute territory, which is located in modern-day Pagoza Springs and Durango. While skinwalkers don't feature Ute religion, there are still aspects of the ranch and make sense without the context of the Ute lore. Other strange sightings have occurred directly next door at Bottle Hollow, a 240-acre man-made reservoir on Ute land abutting the ranch, which was filled with fresh water in 1970. By federal government mandate, in 1998, a police officer saw a large light plunging into the reservoir and then re-emerging, flying off into the night. One night in 2002, four young non-Indian men standing on a reservoir shoreline saw a blue-white ball enter the artificial lake. According to the hunt for the skinwalker, the glowing ball dove deep into the water just a few feet from the shore. Then emerged seconds later in a new form, a shimmering, maneuverable, belt-shaped shaft of light. After performing brief, withering, aerial dance, the belt of light zipped away at a high rate of speed, hugging the ground before disappearing below the top of the Skinwalker Ranch. The appearance of the supernatural round-bottle hollow makes sense with the context of the Ute belief. According to Jones, amongst the Ute Springs and the certain waterways were reservoirs of negative power. They were evil spirits or evil spirits that would rise up out of the water and drag you in. So what are your thoughts? Victoria, my co-host.
1: Um, hmm. Now you were describing the skinwalker as like it can take any form. It's a shapeshifter. Is that is that the main description, or does it have like an original form? You know.
0: According to the Navajo, it is a shift, shape,
1: shape, Sha- shape.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it can take any form. But most of the time, it's been seen either as a werewolf,
1: Mm-hmm. like a lichen.
0: Well, pretty much.
1: Okay. Um, yes. This one's very bizarre, very bizarre. Um, and it, it ties into a lot of different things. Like, as you said, it's part of uh, American Indian culture. Yes. Um, maybe it had something to do with maybe it was a curse that was brought on to a human in itself. And then that's their punishment to walk this earth as a shapeshifter and obviously a grotesque monster.
0: Well, it said that the waters and the waterways, including the uh, reservoirs, Mm -hmm. were cursed. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And like I said, it's... Well,
1: you can either go that way with it, or you can go with maybe the terrestrial... uh, E.T., foreign beings, aliens.
0: Well, it also say that <clears throat> there were cursed lights hovering, going mm-hmm. into and out of the cursed basin, which was the reservoirs. So yes, it has it has something to do with the aliens, mm. and uh, they've been seen many times entering, entering the water and.
1: Now, what part of uh where was this taking place? Where is the ranch? Utah. It's in Utah. Yes, yeah, Utah. Mm. Very Utah. secluded area, I'm sure. Well, it's a lot Utah of wilderness. Ranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I I believe it was supposed to be a horse ranch at first, but I don't think it ever reached the it reached that achievement.
1: Now, with the fireballs were those. Who knows? Were they like, you know, how some people talk about the orbs? Spiritual orbs? Was it something along those lines, or was well, it just a, an anomaly?
0: Well, since we're talking about uh, the paranormal,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, it could have been it could have been or, orbs, or it mm-hmm. could have been uh, UFOs, because if you ever seen uh, documentaries on UFOs, they have been seen round globes of light, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's why they call this area um, UFO Alley.
1: Right, right.
0: Like they said, you could throw a rock and hit somebody who's been abducted. I'm sure that's just...
1: Yeah, well, it's a secluded area. It's out in the wilderness. And, you know, a lot of things can happen, you know, in, in nature and what, Absolutely. And what for. Um, what else? Oh, I don't necessarily, me, myself, believe in the spirit orbs. I mean, a lot of times when you watch these documentaries, they look like little balls of dust that float around. Now, I mean, it is possible because I mean, how can you say there's, you know, ghosts or entities and not believe in spirit orbs? But I think they're, I think they're thrown in there a lot more than they should be. Maybe there's another definition or cause for them. But well, so, he- so the skinwalker will change. It will change shape, or, or you know, an animal, a human, or how it can do anything.
0: It's said that they can change; cha- they're shift shift changers. Mm-hmm. They can sh- they can change into any shape.
1: Right.
0: But like I said, it's been reported as, um, you know, they're uh, beings like a like a humanoid right. type uh, werewolf or. Um,
1: you said had yellow eyes.
0: Right, yellow right. eyes. Mm-hmm. and um now this this is uh reported by uh you know more than one person mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there's definitely something going on out there um of course you know whenever whenever you talk about uh, ufos or anything like this most mm-hmm. of the time they are spotted in secluded places right i mean you know that they got to know that, you know, people are out looking for them or and at them. They so.
1: don't want to bring attention if they don't have
0: to. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, it's unclear if they have any type of cloaking device or whatever, but right. they obviously don't because they're in plain view. So. Uh,
1: now, me personally, this, uh, the shape shifter, I believe it's not necessarily more towards the alien origin i think it's more of like a you know an indian lore or legend that was passed on maybe to protect the land or maybe having something to do with the water because there's a lot going on with the water the reservoir the rivers or absolutely anything like that definitely you know different different type of paranormal
0: well, they've definitely seen some crop circles out there. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and when you talk about crop circles, they always associate that with aliens. Right. So um, they also, what is uh, associated with aliens is the mutilation of cattle and other animals, mm-hmm. especially when there are surgical procedures that are done on these animals. and
1: Were they like clean cut?
0: Well, no, there's no blood. It's hmm. like they've been cut, and all the, or the all the all the blood has been drained from them, and then they were butchered.
1: Hmm.
0: So, but this is this is a process that they claim happens very very fast,
1: Right.
0: you know. In a process, you know, one day
1: the cattle or something they're fair. fine, they're and fine, then, and the yeah. next day
0: they find them laying around all butchered up and
1: sit there and drain that much blood I mean a cow is huge to drain that much blood out of an animal you would think it would take time
0: for stopping by this is John Ringo with Victoria goodbye